Love of Creation with part two of today's taping with R&B independent artist, Miss Italia Monet, straight from New York. Welcome to the show. You look amazing. Thank you. How was the trip in? Wow. Well, I had to drive through some rain on the way down here last oh, night. Oh yeah, you had some serious I passed rain. by three accidents. I even had to call one car in. That you was... know you're in Atlanta when you see the accidents, honey. Man, yeah. I called one car in I saw that had hit the medium what? just to make sure that it had been reported because they were literally sitting right there on the opposite side of the highway stuck in the medium and hit the rails. On 285? On, on I-85 oh. South. And luckily, somebody had already reported it and they were sending people out there, but it was that crazy last oh, night. Yeah. I was just so thankful to get here safely because yeah, I had that studio session to go to. Yeah, we don't really do good in the rain. We don't really do good in the snow. We don't really good in we don't do good at all in the highways out here. Yeah, I don't really do much driving in the Any inclement weather y'all get, y'all run for the hills, but it's okay. See, I'm from New York and I'm from Philly, so I'm I don't run. Scared. I don't run from the hills. I'm not scared. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how long you've been recording music. So I started recording a few years ago. But at first it wasn't professional. You know, we've all had our share of like recording at somebody's house in a makeshift booth in their closet or whatever. Um, or, you know, in like smaller um, size studios. Mm -hmm. um, and I never was really happy with the quality of it. Mm -hmm. So I never really pushed it at the time. Um, and over the years I wrote more and more songs um, and my songwriting got better as time went on with my experience in it. And so now, you know, I'm happy to say that I like proudly have uh, eight songs recorded that are gonna be Congratulations. released on extended play. So I'm really happy what you know, made to say you, that. What made you start recording? What was the, what set it off? Um, I started singing at age five and I started writing my first song at age 13. Mm -hmm. By age 14, I had enough to record a demo, and my dad, he actually financed everything. He supported my music. He went to every concert, every show, every play, because I was into acting and theater, Broadway. Um, but unfortunately, he passed away when I was 16. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, so um, that was very unexpected. Mm -hmm. Very, um, very childly, very unexpected, very unanticipated, and I was young. So it was the first real death I had experienced with someone close to me, he was my sole provider. Mm -hmm. So that financial support was no longer there, you know, to really pursue the dream like I would have wanted to. Right. And instead, at 17, I was on my own. So I was having to really struggle to try to survive, you know, and mm -hmm. really focus on, you know, just trying to make ends meet. And uh, I relocated to Georgia, because that's where my mother had relocated years and years back. Mm -hmm. uh, just trying to rekindle that connection with her, try to, you know, find some sort of um, new relationship, new found relationship, that didn't work out. No. Um, so I ended up really on my own, you know, just trying to, to get by. So with me not having family support, that really kind of set things back for me. Right. You know, just uh, trying to find my way and then um, needing that financial security to really invest in myself. Right. As we know, that's really important now in the independent music industry is being able to show you can invest in yourself right. and having the means to do it. Right. Right. Uh, so really that's, that's, that's always been the goal was mm -hmm. to get to some sort of stability where I could really invest in myself and pursue my dream. And do you feel like you've made it to that stable part in your life where you're coasting now? I do. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. I do. Good, good, good. That's good. So how did you come up with your name? It's very unique. I had to ask. So 
as far as my name goes, um, I was born in New York. My alias is NY Chica. And um, my mother, she's Sicilian. She's second generation American. Mm -hmm. And so Italia literally means Italy. And Monet, M-O-N-A-Y, which is actually the Italian spelling, spelled that way is an Italian last name, a very common Italian last name. My mother uh, gave me that as a birth middle name. Mm -hmm. So by birth, my name is Bianca Monet, and Bianca's Italian as well. Mm -hmm. So I just told my mom, with what little communication I had with her, I told her that I decided to go with the stage name Italia Monet, because it kind of brings the two together. And she actually approved of it. She's like, I like Italia. You look like an Italia. I don't know what that means, but for my mother to have given me life and approve of it, I said, hey. You want me run with it? Let me run with it. It is what it is. Certified BMI registered. Let me get that. Okay. <laughs> Let me lock that in. Yes, honey. I love it. That's, yes. that's how that happened. That's what's up. That's what's up. And let me just piggyback off of that. Because I, I, a lot of people, when I say I have an independent artist coming on the show, they're giving it a look like, who's an independent artist? But let's just put one major fact out there. These independent artists out here eating. Amazon has already let it be known that uh, in 2020 alone, independent artists are set to earn $200 million in revenue because artists are taking charge of their own streams, their downloads, their marketing. So the independent route is, route is a very, it can be a rewarding route to go in. You don't always have to have the labels behind you right. to make it out there. Well, so. you, it gives you the opportunity to have control over your money. Right. You get to see where your money goes and what's actually be, what's actually being spent on what. You know, you get to control your budget. You get to control how much you're going to pay this person to do your hair, this person to do your makeup, mm -hmm. this person to manage you, mm -hmm. you know. And I've actually, you know, I've seen clips on Instagram. I follow, you know, very, um, very inspiring people or influential people that will admit that, you know, the label could say that they paid this much to, you know, work on this project or to, you know, get this done. And they could have pay half of that right. and they just telling you that so that they can get over on you or get more out of you right. and it's really sad that there are labels that operate that way but the fact that they're telling you this is telling us we need to manage ourselves. We need to be about our own business. Mm -hmm. I can so. honestly say that just about every independent artist that's came on this show can lap us and what they make in a month or two on their streams and their shows, especially my Florida rappers. So shout out to y'all for doing your thing. I'm never knocking a hustle. What's <laughs> been, well, uh, besides that though, what's been a major obstacle that you had to face as an independent artist? A major obstacle for me mm -hmm. would uh, be actually the genre of music that I, that I actually work on. Cause I'm primarily an R&B artist and like I have the soul you know, you I'm, definitely I'm like so. Whitney Houston, you know, uh, trying to bring back the 90s Mariah Carey. You know, mm -hmm. those are the inspirations I've had um, growing up. Celine Dion. Um, Let me ask you a question. Are you by any chance in the beehive? You know mm -hmm. what's coming. I'll let you finish. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. You can lead a show. No, I'm joking. Keep going. I'm I am very, I am, am very fascinated by the successes that Beyonce has had. Mm -hmm. And um, it's definitely a goal of mine, uh, similarly to hers or what she has accomplished to have like at least one song on every radio station. Like I want to have, I want to be eclectic. I want to embrace all cultures, all identities, all races, because I am a multiracial female, right. you know, of Hispanic heritage. So it's important to me to, you know, include everybody. 
So if I could have a song on a pop station, a song on a rap station, or at least maybe some of the hook on a rap song, mm -hmm. you know, and be able to say that I have a, a song that everybody out there likes or can identify with, then I did my job. Can and that's you, really my goal. Can you speak Spanish? Un poquito. Just un poquito? <laughs> okay, what about Italian? Well, I actually went to school for Italian until I found out from my Italian teacher who had an Italian mother and a Sicilian father that could not talk to each other. He told me that just like in Africa where you have different countries and different dialects right. that identify where, what region or village you're from, you know, Italy is, is, is very interesting. It's, it's, it's only been united as a country for less than 20 years. Less than a number of years is the United States. They do not have unified language. Oh. That's one of their setbacks. And one of the setbacks of many countries, if you can't, I can't speak to one another or identify with each other or communicate, that's right. the key to success, right? So um, they don't have a common uh, language. There's different dialects in different regions. A person in Sicily could not understand a person in, in, in Naples. I had no know? idea. So they could not understand each other. He told me they had to you know, learn how to communicate with each other. And he told me that the Italian that they teach in school can only be spoken in Northern Italy. Hmm. You oh. cannot speak it in Sicily. I was like, oh, I'm wasting my time. <laughs> I so I literally have, stopped I taking that relation when I, <laughs> I literally, I literally stopped taking the class. I was like, I guess I'm just gonna have to go and visit Sicily for like six months and <laughs> learn, you know, to, take learn how to speak it by word of mouth. Yeah. And you also do some modeling as well. Yeah. Talk to us about that because I've seen you doing your thing on Atlanta before I even, I'm, I noticed you on the scene a few years back. So are you still doing your modeling? Well, I had started, I had started doing my modeling a couple of years ago and was actively doing it up until April of last year. Mm -hmm. But then I had suffered a major knee injury with my driving leg. Um, I actually ended up needing surgery mm -hmm. as a result of that. And until you have a good paying job and you have, you know, insurance to cover those types of things, you know, sometimes you have to, you know, live with that disability. Right. I was blessed to be able to get the surgery uh, in December of last year and I still went eight months. That was a long time to go eight months without being able to wear heels, being able to exercise, even swim without, even without my knee popping or locking up. You know, it was it was rough. So thank God I got my surgery while the coronavirus was still in China um, <laughs> because, um, you know, by the grace of God, I did because, you know, they didn't do any any um, non life threatening surgeries once the virus came to the States. Right. Everything. Oh, I heard about off. that. Surgeries for like the. Um, if it wasn't life threatening, you yeah. got put off. So imagine me getting put off even longer, you know, and then have to, you know, possibly put myself at risk in the hospital now that it's already out there. You right. Know? So luckily, I did not put it off because I did not want to go into 2020 with an old injury. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get that behind me. I was tired of it. it and, and I knew I was going to have a rough road for recovery, but. I got it done, and then the only delay I had in recovery was I needed to have done physical therapy come March, but because of COVID, I said, I'm not going to physical therapy and, and, and take a chance on contracting the virus. I, it ain't worth losing my life to <laughs> be able to do physical therapy. At the end of the day, we all know that's a luxury. Right. Most of us can't even get physical therapy because it costs too much. Right. So I was like, bump that. You know, when they sent us home from work and you know, I had the option to go somewhere closer to home. I still was like, no, I'm just going to put it in God's hands. Let the knee heal on its own. I'm not moving around. I'm not active. I'm just going to let it do its thing. And it took a little longer, but, you know, by early summer, it was back, right? So now 
I'm finally starting to get back into heels. I literally had to retrain myself on how not to live with a disability. Gosh. You know, I had to relearn how I could get out the car with so one leg instead can, of two. You know, things like that. Can you walk? Can you still runway walk? Yeah, I okay. still got okay. that runway walk. Okay, I was. Just, <laughs> I do still got Just it. Making sure the good Lord ain't taking walk. I do still got it. All right, okay. have you done any performances this year, like um, singing wise? I did shows. So, um, before uh, COVID hit, I had went to Miami and performed during Super Bowl weekend. Congratulations! I actually, I actually had brought Franklin Lockett with me, mm -hmm. the late Franklin Lockett with me, uh, my videographer and photographer. He went with me and captured a lot of that. And then when COVID hit, I literally just kind of took a hiatus from everything and just kind of put it on a back burner just to see, you know, what direction things were going to go, right. where the new normal was going to be in our industry and how we were going to have to improvise to really make it, you mm -hmm. know, really still be able to do what, you know, we're trying to do, you know, when the majority of what we do is in clubs, is in these crowded places, right. you know, it involves engaging with people right. network i've just been saying a prayer coming the, to the set i'm telling you it's it, it's just like you know it's, it's been crazy but i finally i finally got back out there like literally come august 17th august 17th was the, the first day that i actually got out there to perform i was selected to perform as a feature artist in charlotte started networking and i've just been like hitting the ground running mm -hmm. i went to a networking event at um uh, in Atlanta that Carlos Brown had put out, um, the Carolina Grinder, he calls himself, and it was uh, featuring Cassidy as a guest. Shout out to Carlos and Cassidy. I know who Carlos is. Yeah, yeah. he does good events. Yeah, and so since then, I mean, uh, Cassidy, I grew up fantasizing uh, about the opportunity to meet him. Growing up in New York, 11 years old, split personality came out. My dad had to get it from me as the Easter present. <laughs> I had to have it. And Not just, Cassidy from yeah. North Philly? Yes. Oh my gosh. So what I have thought that at 28, I would be on the stage with him, mm -hmm. performing with him, performing for him and um, collectively working with two artists that he manages that have singles on the album he just dropped on October 6th called The Science. I never would have thought that, you know, all that would have happened, but that all has literally happened within the past couple months. That's a blessing. Congratulations. Yes. yourself since the um, pandemic has started? Unfortunately, uh, no, Nothing? I haven't. No, I haven't. Cause I work in telecommunications. I'm a um, business account executive for Spectrum outside of, you know, my, my hobby here right. as an artist. And uh, fortunately I was thanked by the grace of God. You know, I, I pray for those who weren't, but as an essential worker, I was able to continue to work and was sent home to work. So honestly, I just, I worked from home, recovered, and I missed swimming. Like that's my hobby. And there was like swimming. hardly anywhere okay. I could go. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm a beach hotels were closed. Are you a Pisces? And everything, no, I'm a Leo. Okay. Y'all crazy. <laughs> no, wait, 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 hold up. Hold up, wait, 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 hold up. I'm on the cusp, okay? My birthday is July 24th. So, so I have way crazy. Okay, well I'll take that. But I'm humble and down to earth. I I'm don't have joking. that big headed, hockey conceited. No, I think that's like the Leo guy. The Leo man is like the alpha king of the jungle. Can't do it. Not too much. Yeah, yeah we know. And yeah. I, I want to touch a little bit about Frank. So everyone at home, your producer Frank, we actually lost him. 
this year, your videographer. I'm so sorry to hear that. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened and how you're gonna keep going as an artist? Yeah, so, um, and, and it's sad too, cause that trip we made to Miami together was the last time his family actually saw him that are in Florida. We visited them on the way back and I thank God I did make that stop because they didn't think that would be the last time they saw him. But um, on uh, Friday, March 16th, he was actually the victim to gun violence. And um, he was uh, working on footage from my events with Cassidy and uh, my performance videos. He had a lot of content that we were about to drop on YouTube and Instagram. Right now there's, there's not anything up because of that reason. Um, he was editing a lot of, we were going back and forth on what direction we wanted to take with the stuff. And uh, of course he was working with me and a lot of other people, including Carlos Brown, who had just brought him onto his team the week before. Mm. And so he um, was in his apartment and uh, somebody shot him from what I hear eight times. And um, it, was, it was devastating when I found out because he was actually supposed to have been at my house the night before to deliver the footage. Right. And um, I, I had put it off. My hairstylist was supposed to have picked him up, the one who did this, beautiful <laughs> design, was supposed to have picked him up for me because we were like just kind of carpooling. He lived local to where I live. I stay in the upstate part of South Carolina. This actually happened in Greenville. And um, she was supposed to pick him up for me on the way to my house. She for she forgot. She was stuck in traffic. She was like, I don't really feel like turning around. Can you do it another day? And you know, we sit there thinking, yeah, you know, we can we can always we can always do it another day. We can always reschedule, not knowing that it could very well be the last time that you have a chance to do that. So you really have to embrace, you know, each day like it's your last. Yeah. And and that's what hurt. That's what hurt the most for me was I like was wondering like could things have went differently if he ended up you know, coming, you know, if, you know, I had communicated with him um, more that night, I even actually spoke to him the day he died. And uh, he ended up gone around, they, so they found him around 5 p.m. And I have, a, I have a, a, a call I made to him at six, right after I got off work that Friday, not knowing that he was, he was, he was dead. And you guys, he's got six kids. His youngest is less than a year old was born around October, November last year. I was there for it. And uh, people, you know, whatever their motives, whether it was robbery, whether, you know, it was, you know, just trying to build some type of gang credit, street cred, right. whatever. It, you know, it's never, it's never worth taking the life of an individual because they never think about the people that they leave behind to suffer the loss of that individual. You know, in this case, we talking six children that are now fatherless. You know, another black man that has lost their life to, you know, more than likely another black man or two other black men from what I hear right. is uh, the suspects at large. And that's just, that's just sad because he wasn't the type of individual that was violent or, you know, harmful to other people in any way. Mm -hmm. Just out here trying to make it just like we are. And how know, long has he thing. been your camera guy? Since I got back started in it, last September, uh, last September, um, shortly after I had moved to South Carolina, mm -hmm. I met him at a networking event in South Carolina called The Link Up. And he was their assigned videographer, their go-to. I really love the quality of his music videos, mm -hmm. of his photography. He took 
for me to be a plus size woman, he took very good pictures of me. He knew how to capture me in the right angle and the right lighting and would give me the photos for free. And I would actually help him by hosting, you know, for him. If he if he went and recorded events, I would kind of like get on the mic and talk, you know, to the right. camera about what was going on. Right. Similarly to what you do to a degree, right? And, um, you know, like talk to people out there at the events, mm -hmm. you know, get some feedback from people. And that we kind of helped each other. You know, I was helping him and he was helping me with my, my promo and, and, my, and my music videos in the making that have not actually been finished yet. And so we, we have been working together since then. Now, of course, between my knee surgery and then COVID, there was a big break. Right. And we literally had just linked back up at the, um, the networking event that Carlos had in September. Mm. And, me and, and me and Frank linked back up, came back together to get all that, you know, that footage at the Cassidy event had made plans on where we were going to go from here. Like we literally were picking up from where we left off. Right. And, uh, you know, now he's gone. And, you know, we think about the kids and the baby mothers. You know, there was multiple baby mothers that now don't have that financial support to raise their children. Mm. I'm so sorry to hear that. But so you're going to keep pushing, I presume. Yeah. You know, whoever's watching this, you know, if you know a videographer or photographer. Oh, honey, we got plenty that, of those. Well, you know that, uh, I mean, he was local to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that definitely helps to be able to, you know, be a meetup more often. Right. Being local. But, you know, if, 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 you, if there's a videographer or photographer out there that would like to work with me, especially, you know, with my budget, you know, sees the talent and the potential. That's what he did. Ultimately, he worked with me because he saw the talent and potential. He right. wanted to be able to say... You know, when I made it big and I became successful, that he, you know, was that person that followed me along the way, that supported me, right. you know, that was there. And, um, you know, I definitely want to be able to find that type of relationship or bond in other people. Because right. it's very rare. It's very rare to find that and, and to not have the dollar sign be the only objective. Right. You know, sometimes we have to be able to barter. We have to be able to work together, you know, to, to make things happen. And that's what we did. So if there are other, you know, people out there like that, humble people like that, that are talented, but, you know, willing to work with me, then, uh, you know, I definitely have to find someone else at this point. And I have to pretty much, you know, start from here and figure out what direction I'm going. All right. We can respect that. And we appreciate you for coming on today and telling us your truth and your story. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to close out if you're up to it, but what's your take? If you feel like covering some world news with me, how are you feeling? Covering some world news. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna throw something at you. It's pretty funny. Get a little smile on your face, and you're just gonna give us your opinion about it. Okay. Okay. I do want to mention one thing though, guys, because I said I was gonna um, announce it exclusively mm -hmm. on this uh, interview tonight. Oh, we got a lot of creatures. <laughs> go ahead and roll it out now. So my uh, extended play that I was speaking on earlier, the goal is to have all eight tracks, um, minimum four, mm -hmm. but. The release date is going to be on December 12th of 2020. December 12th was the day my father died 12 years ago. So it'll be the 12th anniversary of his death. And so I decided that that, that, that date really means something to me. And it's really ironic in a way. And I wanna be able to celebrate doing something that he supported rather than mourning his mm -hmm. death, you know, being able to celebrate his life and, and knowing that he'd be proud to see how far I've come. I may not be where I want to be yet, but right. I'm not where I used to be, you know, and I'm, I'm sure that he'd be happy to see the growth. And that's what I meant.
the no, project that's coming out in December is no called? extended play is an EP. Okay. So an EP is anything more than a single. Right, right, right. But less than okay. An album. So it's an EP so that's coming out in December. It's an EP. Okay. Correct. Right. I just haven't I haven't titled it just yet. All right. So we gotta get the name for it. Yeah, I can't. Y'all can't, get all, y'all can't get all the news. We know to be ready in December. Exactly. Then y'all find out the title of the, of the EP. All right. So you ready for what's your take? I'm ready. All right. So going right in. You ready for this one? So Boosie. Lil Boosie, who finally made it back to Instagram, has oh he did make it back. To he Instagram. did, he did. He still got to get his followers up though. So I think oh man, yeah, I think he, he was banned for a minute. I know. So. He kept going back and forth Woo. with um the the CEO boy, whatever his name is. But he made it back. He I don't think he even cleared two hundred thousand followers yet. But he's back. Okay. He was schooled by brother Mike Tyson about the situation that happened this past summer because Boosie decided to jump into Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union's tea with their daughter or son, depending on how you like to call it, but she is a daughter, Zaya. You know, mm -hmm. um, Zaya has came out as a, a trans, I guess she's transsexual, I'm not sure what the term would be. Well, transgender, transgender is the transgender. term, and so she has the surgery. Okay, so Boosie uh, decided to weigh in on that and decided to be very disrespectful to uh, Dwayne Wade and their parenting, and Mike Tyson dragged him for filth on Instagram. What's your take? What's my take? Well, um, you know, Boosie definitely, he's definitely been an individual that has always been outspoken about how he feel, definitely unfiltered with his approach on things. But I do feel to some degree he's out of line when it comes to certain topics and certain matters. And I don't necessarily agree with all of his um, opinions on things, okay. but I mean, he, you know, Mike Tyson, I don't think that he was wrong to, you know, defend, you know, their, their child. I don't think he was wrong. I think that transgender people definitely need to have some sort of support. Right. You know, if, if, if there's going to be a bully out there, you know, going after you, there needs to be someone right there to catch you or support you, you know, when you feel like you're being attacked. You know, there's there's been too many years of people in the LGBT community being victimized right. and bullied and, and degraded and even killed over how they live their life. So we need more people to be, you know, supportive of them, not not, you know, treat them in that, you know, in that derogatory way. Right. Because it's their life. You don't you don't you don't live that their life for them. You're not with them behind closed doors, so just let them be them you know, and, and stay out of it. I don't think that was, you know, it wasn't his place to, to do that. But me being in the LGBT community myself, um, you know, and being proud to represent, you know, for the LGBT community, I definitely don't, I definitely don't agree with that, with, you know, what Boosie did and what other people like him do. But it is good to know that, you know, Mike Tyson, you know, was in there. All right, Mike. And we need more people like that. All right, thank you for that. And lastly, take it home. Brother Offset decided to drive through a Trump rally yesterday. Um, I guess he was waving his gun in the air and he got arrested. Oh. Yeah, Offset. He uh, actually told the police officers, I am Offset from the Migos. I am going to sue your asses. And he did go to jail. What's your take? <laughs> they didn't even know who he was. Now, some people were saying that, you know me and my bestie self. Some people were saying that he should have just said that he was Cardi B's husband. And they probably would have knew who he was because, oh. because the Migos kind of fell off. But he said that he was offset from the Migos. And they still didn't recognize who he was. It was like four cops around him. I seen it all, child. What's your, what's your take? 
Well, uh, he definitely was exercising his rights to bear arms, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it, it's it's, it's kind of hard to say. It's like, well, was the gun loaded? You know, was that's it, a good question. Did it, well, I mean, he didn't shoot first, at anybody. It, I guess it, he just waved true, it around. But if it was loaded, then you know that could be seen in a different. <clears throat> A different mannerism, a different way, you know, because somebody could have gotten hurt in that sense, right? Right. Um, and then it could have been considered brandishing a gun, you know, like actually, you know, being of a threat, right? Rather than just trying to practice your 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 right to carry one. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it definitely, I think that definitely is a factor, especially when you're in a large crowd with other people, right? Um, <clears throat> but uh, besides that. I mean, just because you Cardi B's husband or you in the Migos, either way it go, you don't get no special treatment. Okay. At the end of the day, you just like us. So don't, 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 don't act like, you know, you, you deserve to be put on a, a pedestal because of that. You know, at the end of the day, we should all be treated the same. It, it, it is a fact that many of us are not treated the same, right? And that the law can be impartial to us, you know, depending on our social class or ranking or how much money they can get us to pay to um, bail us out or whatever. But, you know, it's at the end of the day, I don't think that was a good way for him to uh, try to get a je- get out of jail free card. Get it together, upset. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and plug in your social media links. Where can everybody follow you at at home? So, you all can follow me on Instagram at italia.monet. That's I-T-A-L-I-A dot M-O-N-A-Y. I am the only one. Or you can Google me. And if you Google me, my IG pops up. Uh, thankfully, I'm the only one. So that makes it a whole lot easier. Um, and I definitely need to build my following. Okay? Definitely. I'm definitely trying to build my fan base, build my following. Every follower I do have, I actually had to work for. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it was going to a club and networking, passing out flyers comp cards, you know, speaking like I did to you and to Crystal when I met you guys right. at the showcase, you know, sometimes, you know, that's how you, how you, how you network. Exactly. Network. I wouldn't even be here interviewing with you if uh, I hadn't, you know, went out to that showcase that day and met you lovely ladies and, you know, caught the spirit, you know, from you guys. <laughs> and started, yes. And started following you. Well, you guys actually, you guys actually showed me how humble you were. You know, you guys, you know, came and complimented me on my performance that particular day. And, uh, you know, we're just, you know, very, uh, like I said, very high spirited. And I, you know, energy is everything, you know, for me. So I, you know, I have been following you guys ever since actually. And uh, it was important to me to, you know, be able to support your business and for you guys to, you know, be able to get that exclusive on me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank so you I'm so much. Yeah. Well, this is another episode of Love Appreciate. Y'all make some noise for Italian Monet. <laughs>